Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. It is a pleasure to be back with you again this week. We are winding up 2020 and moving into a brand new year very soon. And as we move into that new year, it might be the perfect opportunity for you to move into a whole new perspective, grounding, mindset, and persona when it comes to money. That is what we're going to be talking about today, and you will be surprised that money has far more to do with your insides than it has to do with the outside. With the year that we've had and a lot of the stretching and the struggling and the uh, internal work that many have been forced into doing uh, this year, this is also the perfect time to really reevaluate what you think about money, how you treat money, what you feel about yourself and how those things relate. I am going to be interviewing today Lisa Peterson, and she is the author of The Mindful Millionaire, Overcome Scarcity, Experience True Prosperity, and Create the Life You Really Want. Uh, I know after reading her book how valuable it is because she goes into so many of the rich internal places that we really must go to live a life of true prosperity true self-love, and true abundance. If This is not going to be the easiest work you do, but it will be the richest work you do uh, in more ways than one. Uh, and this is not going to be the kind of thing that is going to be the fluff, surface, positive affirmation type of work. This is about getting deep down and really transforming what it is that's inside of you so that you experience a life of fulfillment, richness, and abundance, while also experience a life externally that matches that. Uh, Again, my guest is Lisa Peterson, and she is a Sedona-based author, business growth strategist, money expert, mindset coach, and podcaster. She's an internationally recognized authority on bridging the gap between financial freedom and human spiritual potential. Lisa has a unique ability to draw from biology, neuroscience, philosophy, spiritual teachings, and psychology to create a synthesis of knowledge that helps people understand scarcity and prosperity in profoundly affecting ways. She's had the great fortune of witnessing thousands of money breakthroughs and financial healings as a result of the process she explores in her book, The Mindful Millionaire. And I can tell you after moving through the book, she's not just writing about these concepts. She's lived them. She's worked through them. She's done her own inner work and delved deeply into her own psychology and has experienced her own levels of of emotional, spiritual, mental, uh, and physical growth. So welcome, Lisa Peterson, to 1111 Talk Radio. I'm looking forward to diving into this wonderful book with you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. I want to just re-hear it again and again. (laughs) Thank you. You, I think that money is the one thing that we all have in common when it comes to um, hidden belief systems and these unconscious values that we we connect between um, what we think we deserve or don't deserve or the value or 
uh, all of the things that we make up when it comes to money. And so we create a lot of veils that not only hinder us from ourselves, but hinder us from that green stuff that we seem to want so badly. And in the end, it really isn't about the green stuff, is it? No, I I think that just like everybody else, I thought that if I had more money, then all my problems would go away. And I feel like that's what we've been sold in our culture, particularly. But what I've found over the past 30 years in my own journey of exploring this relationship is that you can't fix a financial problem with money, that you really fix a financial problem with understanding how you feel about it and what you do with it. Most definitely. I love there's a section here where you um, state a quote by uh, Sindil Mulanathan and Elder Safir from their book, The New Science of Having Less and How It Defines Our Lives. And it talks about scarcity. Scarcity captures the mind. Scarcity is more than just the displeasure of having very little. It changes how we think. And then you go on to say that they found that scarcity causes people to become myopic and single-mindedly focused on the problems at hand rather than seeking to find the helpful solutions. And I think that that's probably where a lot of people are in terms of their money conversations. They're in that reactive place of trying to figure out how to get more, how to fix something. And it really isn't much different than the whole fight-or-flight response. So talk a little bit about uh, this this level of anxiety and fear and scarcity that kind of rumbles beneath the surface that we are sometimes conscious of and oftentimes most unconscious of. It's been, I feel like, my life's work because I was raised in a home where every single conversation had some element of scarcity to it. And it was so close to how I thought about the world that I didn't actually know I was trapped inside of that paradigm. And so, you know, we teach what we most need to learn in life. And when I started my company about seven years ago and left my financial advising business, I realized that scarcity was a thing that I needed to understand more because it wasn't talked about. And even this book came out and and it was so helpful to me because I was like, okay, I'm not going crazy. Like there is something happening here. But in the research that these professors found is they, they determined that when we're in the process of thinking there's not enough, there's not enough, then we can lose up to 14, 13, 14 points of IQ, just like losing one night of sleep. And that causes a chain reaction, right, in our lives. Because if you've ever, you know, gone without sleep for a night, you know that you're not at your best. You're not making good decisions. You're reacting to situations. You're probably emotional. And it puts everything in perspective that, when we are consumed, and I think this year, right, more than maybe any other that that most of us have witnessed collectively, has caused us to think a lot about not enough or what's, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop or what's going to happen next, what bad thing could happen next. All of those are forms of not enough. And that's what that's what I wanted to explore. Well, and when you're talking about those thoughts that come up, from time to time, particularly when we are in that grip of fear or anxiety about money, that's all related to our money story. That all goes back to those childhood 
beliefs, and even more so, and you, you write this beautifully in the book, it's often in the earliest stages, that zero to seven, that that time where we don't even really have the emotional or intellectual capability, it's physiological, it's energy. Talk a little bit about the power of our money story and what do we do with something that's in our physiology that we can't truly get the access to in, in terms of understanding or emotion. So like you said, it starts really early and it can come from many different forms. So it can come from our own parents, of course, you know, the people that we're surrounded by the most and the things that they're saying or feeling about money and everything else, really. It's just that zero-sum game approach to life. Like once we slice the pie into the eight pieces and we give them out, then there's nothing left. And that, that way of thinking is so powerful. And if it was happening a lot in our home growing up, one way or the other, it gets into our physiology, like you said. And then later in life, we don't know why we have the reactions we do. We don't know why we're trying to maybe use money as a uh, soothing technique. You know, there, it shows up in so many different ways. When we're out of touch with our feelings, I've noticed that that can lead to acquiring a lot of debt and not really caring that much about the fact that it's there and and not, you know, focused on trying to pay it down, for example. But I started to notice that there were these patterns based on what was going on in people's childhood and how it was translating into specific aspects of someone's, uh, you know, experiences, what they do with the money later in life. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we dive into those beliefs that do come from from watching our parents or or knowing what they've been through, um, that as a child sometimes forms our story. It forms our own lens of perception. And then it also impacts how we act around money or allow for opportunity and do different things. You talk about there being uh, the conscious and subconscious beliefs that are input from those around us, as well as other types that come from the external experiences. Talk a little bit about how uh, these beliefs uh, ground in and, and perhaps even give your own example, if, you, if that is an easier way to explain it. Yeah, I think storytelling is actually the most powerful way to explain this because it's so abstract. And one story that's coming to mind, uh, a woman had seen the diagnostic map that's highlighted in in the book, but what she immediately realized just by seeing how the the experiences of what I map out played out in her life and in her situation, this was about the heart and the heart chakra because I teach a lot about chakras and money. But when she saw this, she realized that she had come from a home where growing up there was lots and lots of money and. It was never a problem, but she was a single child in a situation where her parents could afford to buy her whatever she wanted. And so it was just plentiful and abundant. And when she, one story she shared of an example is she crashed a car and the very next day, a brand new car appeared in the front, you know, in the front of their house for her. You know, it was like, it was always there. So fast forward to now, and she's running a business 
And she was having a lot of trouble asking for money. And the reason the heart chakra was like a big learning the combination of heart chakra and money was she realized that because money had always been there for her, um, when she was going to ask people to pay her in her business, it felt like she was asking people to love her because money had always been associated with love and never really discerned that it wasn't like just because her parents, you know, loved her that they bought her these things. I mean, they had the resources for it, but now she was attaching that belief system, that money story, money equals love. She goes to ask a complete, you know, brand new person into her life who who wants to work with her for money. And she felt like she was asking them to love her. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so often we do equate uh, money with something or or somehow it does seem to cycle back to love, which is why I think self-love is so much of a component in terms of attracting that prosperity. So when we look at money or we look at love, we tend to be looking outside of ourselves for that to come in. But for both of those things to arrive really does mean that we have to ground into loving ourselves, acknowledging ourselves. And that's where this goes deeper than intellectual understanding. That's where it requires the work in a multidimensional way, which you provide through the book uh, in the second section of the book. You take uh, individuals through a beautiful eight-step process called I Prosper. And it really is multidimensional in how it is approached. But in the end, it very much has to do with self-love. Most definitely. Yeah, in her case, she realized that she was just asking them to do business with her, right? It wasn't a love relationship. The minute she saw it, it was like, poof, that belief system no longer applied in her business. It's it's can be that quick. I mean, it's deep work because sometimes we don't want to look at some of this stuff because it's hard. She didn't know why she couldn't have success in her business. Um But just that one split second, she was like, oh, I don't have to hold on to this anymore. I can let this go. And she did. But oftentimes when we think about money, it's very easy to say we don't have it because of these circumstances. We don't have it because this person did did this to me. Or money's not going to show up right now because there's a pandemic. There are all these things that we want to say affect our money. But is that the truth? Does it have to do with the outside or is this really an inside job? It is an inside job. It's not that we ignore the external circumstances. You know, I like the both and versus the either or. But when we look inside of these things, all of a sudden, especially, you know, we were talking about scarcity. So we have a limited myopic view and all of a sudden we see it and we and we start to let the energetic pull towards lack go away. We're like, I don't have to hold on to that. I can let that go. Just that little bit of movement of noticing what we've been doing in the past and maybe where it came from, you know, our parents or one parent and opening up all of a sudden, now we see all these different possibilities. And that's really the shift that we're trying to create. So once we see the possibilities, then we return back to the practical situation. And we're like, oh my gosh, at first, I just saw this, that there was only one way and it was going to probably lead to failure. Now I see five possible outcomes and I can pursue this with a positive mindset that there actually is hope here. How you feel about money is often a reflection of how you feel about yourself. 
If you feel really good about money, similarly to how you feel about someone you love and care deeply about, your experiences with money will reflect those good feelings. However, when you dislike, distrust, or disengage from money, the opposite occurs, and money becomes a source of great anxiety and stress. Shifting how you feel about yourself shifts how you see the world and your money. This is from Lisa Peterson in her book, The Mindful Millionaire, Overcome Scarcity, Experience True Prosperity, and Create the Life You Really Want. When you get this book, you also have access to additional tools, money stories, resources, worksheets, questions to ask advisors, and meditations. You'll be given a website to be able to register and obtain the free access. And by joining her worldwide community of readers, you'll be connected with others who are learning about the power of Mindful Millionaire right alongside of you. All you have to do is go to that Mindful Millionaire community group and request the access to join that group if you want to share your story and your wins. You can find out more about Lisa Peterson and everything that she's doing by going to wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. That's wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. We'll be right back after these messages with more conversations about money with Lisa Peterson. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we dive back into this wonderful conversation with Lisa Peterson around the Mindful Millionaire, I wanted to mention that the latest edition of 1111 Magazine is out. It is a beautiful issue. It is centered around divine mothering, and some of the stories inside are very intimate and profound. It brings to light a lot of different ways that we experience mothering in these times, often in diverse ways. And not without the challenges and the suffering and the wisdom and the growth and empowerment that comes with that too. So I invite you to explore the issue. 1111 Magazine is always free digitally on the website and you can also explore the archives. While you're there, check out some of the online courses that are offered by some of the teachers that have uh, graced 1111 Talk Radio and 1111 Magazine. You can go to 1111mag.com to find out more about that. I also invite you to explore some of my artwork. I am diving more deeply into some of the paintings that are being channeled through me, and it is utterly uh, one of the most blissful things that I have ever done. So I'd love for you to take a look at some of the images and let them inspire you and see if there's anything there that you just fall in love with. In addition, if there is something that is interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, then it is necessary to get the support that you need. I want to mention to you a company called BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp is there to support you, and it will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They are offering a special promotion for 1111 Talk Radio, where listeners can get 10% off their first month. You'll just go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com, forward slash 11. This is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. And there is a broad range of expertise available that might not be locally available in many areas and will not require you to go into an office. You can do this online or by the telephone, and it is available for clients worldwide. You can start communicating in under 48 hours and log into your account and message your counselor at any time. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, wants you to start living a happier life today. So you can visit their website, read their testimonials that are posted daily, and you can join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Once again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash 11. Money has been given so much power that even if we try to ignore it, we can't for long. It affects our relationships, our lifestyle, our health, our environment, and even how we think about ourselves. Many of us have placed it high on a pedestal, hoping that it will do us right. The problem is that money was never supposed to be given this type of power. 
Money is a tool that was created to help us live in the world more easily. Rather than exchanging a cow or a horse for transportation, now we have money that gets us access to a car as well as to food. Something that was meant to be simple and straightforward has strayed far from its roots and attached itself to our ideas of value, self-worth, and beyond. These are words from Lisa Peterson's book, The Mindful Millionaire. Overcome scarcity, experience true prosperity, and create the life you really want. Uh, You can find out more about her uh, at wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. So go check that out. That's wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. Welcome back, Lisa. Uh, I'd love for you to share kind of how this book is structured. I know it's set up in three sections, and I think it's quite powerfully laid out. Uh, give, give the listeners an idea of what they're going to experience in each section so that there's an understanding of the levels and layers that the money conversation has to be engaged with. Great question. I spent a lot of time on this book um, the past six years. It was uh, something that I was working on and writing, and I knew that there were so many layers to our relationship with money that I had to provide a unique approach that hadn't been done before. And the first wave of writing um, really showed me the pathway of what would help people the most. And that's what the first part of the book does. It's trying to unravel and let go of the judgment that we have about ourselves and the ways that we've done money in the past. I feel like part of the reason we get caught in scarcity and we do suffer a lot with money is even if we have it or we don't, it doesn't matter. There's still so much judgment wrapped up. And so the intro to the book is me being really vulnerable. Even though I'm a self-made millionaire, I've made plenty of mistakes. I've had lots of hiccups. I've had lots of you know difficulties. And I wanted people to know that if I could put myself out there and be really candid and also show the stories of other people that I've been working with over the years and and also introduce this idea of like, hey, there is this money story. There are these beliefs. It's not your fault. Like you've always been doing the best that you can and reinforce that in about 150 different ways. And that's what the first part of the book is about so that you can enter into the relationship with a more holistic attitude rather than a deficiency attitude. Then when you, oh, did you have a question? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So then in the second part of the book, that's when we really do, you know, roll up our sleeves and and start to dig into what's happening in our own personal relationship with money I am a meditation teacher uh, for almost 30 or 20 years, and I use journaling and meditation and breath work in my own practice. And I wanted to show folks some easy ways that they could do that because, again, you know, when we dive into these stories, we're going to probably get uncomfortable, and these tools help us approach it from a new perspective. I take you through this eight-step process of questions and storytelling and practices that allow you to go at your own pace and decide what is it that is keeping you from living this complete life that you know that you want to live, this full and meaningful experience. It, like we have been saying, it's not just about the money. It really touches every aspect of our lives. And then the third part of the book is about what does life look like on the other side? Because 
I noticed when I was coaching people through these practices, people would come back and say, this weird thing is happening. And I don't know if that's actually part of this work. Like, can you help me? Because some of these things are confusing to me. I didn't expect this. So there's a chapter devoted to what are these experiences like on the other side and that you're not alone and it's okay. And these are the reasons why it's happening, why shifts are happening in your relationships with others, why you're treating yourself differently, you know, better (laughs) is the intention. And then in the end, it's really just bringing you home to this relationship that you have with yourself, the loving relationship that I think we all want to have all the time. It's it's really beautifully done. And I intentionally am not going to go into the second section because I want people to get this book. I know the importance of doing the type of deep work that you are taking them through in the I Prosper process. And it will change their life. And so I'm going to kind of go around that and dive into some other questions so that um, so that I tease my listeners into going out and picking up this wonderful book, The Mindful Millionaire. And the first thing I want to start off with is we have ideas about money, wealth, what it looks like to be successful, what it means to, to be wealthy. Uh, And that often comes from the media, it comes from the outside, it comes from um, ideas that are not necessarily our own. So as we begin this process, talk about the clarity that is required in understanding what money, wealth, and fulfillment truly means to us as an individual versus the projection that we have taken on from the world. Each of us have different interests, different desires, different experiences. And what I found is that when we can create some space between the conditioned, you know, this is the definition of success in the United States, for example, you know, when we can separate ourselves from that and we start to really get in tune with what's most important to us, we start to see in many cases that we actually need a lot less than we thought, that we're satisfied with things that we really didn't pay a lot of attention to because nobody was talking about it. I think, again, this year has caused a lot of us to notice what's really, really important and what's the stuff that's related to keeping up with the Joneses, as they say. And I don't care who you are. I think we're all affected in one way or another of the culture that we live in. And the idea is, is how can we separate from that? And, you know, I love the saying, right? Be in the world, but not of it. And being in the world and not of it means that we're so in touch with that part of ourselves that knows the truth of who we are and what's going to bring us the greatest joy in life. And we're better able to navigate life without grabbing on to all those shiny objects along the way that don't really bring us much joy. And that really has so much to do with creating inner wealth and inner richness and appreciating uh, the treasure that is inside of us before ever realizing what it is that we are supposed to create outside. Most definitely. You talk about seven scarcity patterns, and, and I don't know that we often think about what those patterns might be. A, a person might be cognizant that they have some lack and scarcity within them. But you break down seven scarcity patterns in a really beautiful way that start to unravel the facade and the shell that we place in front of ourselves 
to become intimate and vulnerable in regards to our relationship with money. Can you talk about those patterns? What I noticed was that it wasn't just a simple, this relationship we have with money, it wasn't just like there's a good one or there's a bad one. It was more layers. And when I started learning that I could take the chakras and understand how those are a map of the maturation process of a human being and realize that a lot of our money story had to do with those first seven years, I started like just all those years of working with money and helping people as a certified financial planner. I saw, you know, these different things that people were playing out. I just didn't know what the story was behind it. And so these scarcity patterns, these seven are tied directly to root chakra, sacral chakra, solar plexus chakra, like each of them have their unique flavor, if you will, (laughs) to scarcity. So at the root level, it's this fear, like we've been talking about, of just not being enough or not being safe, right? That that we're not going to be okay. And I feel like the root chakra for most people in this past year with COVID has been highly triggered because there's just so many reasons, right? We're not sure if we're going to be safe um, health-wise, and we're also not sure if we're going to be safe um, financially. And so there's seven more. I'm not sure if you want me to go into them, but that's kind of what's happening is, is it just goes into greater and greater detail of, of where we're holding back, where we're still believing and adopting there's not enough in our lives. Yes, yes. And as you correlate these different ones, for example, I believe the one that's related to heart has to do with not feeling appreciated for one's contributions. And I think another thing that has come about this year is probably many people have questioned, am I doing what I want to do? Am I living where I want to live? Am I fulfilled in the way that I spend my time? And so when we think about being appreciated for our contributions, it's also this awareness and presence to really understanding that um, it's not, not so much buying into that idea of time equals money in terms of giving our time away, but that our time is valuable and part of our abundance. Talk a little bit about developing that that sense of appreciation and that concept of time equals money. I think that when we are in touch with these aspects of ourselves that we love, we look at time very differently. So scarcity of time is the person who's running from one thing to the next to the next and never feeling like they're they're actually accomplishing much. Whereas we still may be living a life of, you know, abundance or prosperity mindset and we're busy. We've got a full calendar, but we go from one appointment to the next with such understanding that here's another situation where I get to show up and just love people and be in harmony with whoever I'm connecting with. Like that's the kind of way we look at time. It's not that it's, it it still is a precious resource, but we're looking at like, how do I show up in this fullness of presence in the activities that I have throughout the day? That's where abundance comes in versus, oh my gosh, there's not enough time to get everything done. And what does con- how does confidence play out in this whole money conversation? Is there an area of us that uh, if there is insecurity that will equate to the scarcity conversation? I think confidence is 
is definitely applying in all seven of the scarcities um, in one way or another, but the throat chakra in particular is this place where we really stand up and and express, you know, like, hey, here I am, world. You know, this is this is my gift. This is what I want to share. And what happens is the more aligned, especially those lower chakras are, the more confident we become. And and one example of this is just like the difference between someone who is is really struggling financially and another person who in the past they struggled financially, but they made some changes, right? And they learned about what we're talking about here and they started to apply it in their lives. And the level of confidence that you have because you have taken a challenge on and seen it through is going to show up in, like I said, all areas of your life. But but this work is helping you move in that direction, at least it has for me, that sometimes it's like even the world doesn't even, like you don't have to necessarily have more money to feel more confident. That's why the chakras and the, the understanding of the scarcity patterns are so powerful is once you start understanding them, you're like, I'm just not giving, I'm not so hard on myself anymore. In absence of that, I feel more confident about who I am. Does that make sense? Beautiful. Uh, as you move through the Mindful Millionaire, you will move into the second part of the book, which is the I Prosper process. This eight-step process shows you how to become more of your true self when it comes to money. This method shows you the exact steps to help you drop away fear, uncertainty, and scarcity so that you can live in greater prosperity. What you will find is that this process encourages you to put everything on the table, to review your beliefs, thoughts, emotions, and feelings so that you can ask the question, why am I agreeing to this way of being, thinking, and doing? Only when you question your assumptions about life and money and move out of the automatic agreement with all you've been taught can you claim what you truly want out of life. This is part of Lisa Peterson's book, The Mindful Millionaire, and it is the integrative section that will help you uncover and discover all that you are. You can find out more about Lisa at the wealth, at wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. That's wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. Pick up your copy of The Mindful Millionaire so that you can overcome scarcity and experience true prosperity, creating the life that you really want in 2021. Also, don't forget when you purchase this book, you have access to additional tools, money, stories, resources, worksheets, questions to ask advisors, and meditations. Once again, the website is wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. We'll be right back with more from Lisa Peterson. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. 
change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Are you ready to change your relationship with money? In the world of personal finance, the biggest challenge is the sense that there's never going to be enough. It is this mindset of scarcity and not the amount spent on lattes that holds people back from the achieving their financial dreams. Using techniques that Lisa Peterson has developed as a financial planner and spiritual coach, she guides you to dig deeper and discover the root of your financial thinking to change not just the way you save and spend, but the way that you live your life. Through powerful practices, compelling stories, and extensive research, the Mindful Millionaire meets you wherever you are in your money journey. By exploring where your current money habits come from and why you feel the way you do about money and success, how to break the cycle of fear, grief, and shame that often surround your money habits, how to write a new money story that inspires joy, satisfaction, and prosperity, how to stop financial self-sabotage and procrastination, and the most effective tools for changing how you think and feel about money. Wouldn't you like to discover what true financial independence looks like and how to discover the millionaire within? Then you want to get to know Lisa Peterson. And this book, The Mindful Millionaire, you can go to wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. And then you can also find out about her supportive community where you can continue to have these conversations and breakthroughs. As we were talking about scarcity, Lisa, you also have a ladder of prosperity that uh, is, is what we can move into and what we gradually grow into as we evolve in our prosperity uh, embodiment and thinking. Talk a little bit about that ladder of prosperity. So this is when I leaned into what are these states of awareness that change everything as it pertains to money and 
It explores things like, you know, having and feeling like you're enough, both of them. So having and feeling being two parts of the process, Uh, worthiness, feeling like a powerful person in the world, feeling appreciated, feeling like you are trustworthy and you can trust others, feeling like you're whole and complete. These were the things that I noticed because we didn't talk about this, but when I was working in finance for many years, I noticed that some people were really controlled by the scarcity thoughts, similar to myself. And then other people were like completely free of all of this. They just were in flow with money. And so I was like, okay, what are those belief systems that we want to have? And and that's what we're exploring in the prosperity beliefs. So that seems like then money has a lot to do with our mind. And that our mind will make up a lot of stuff and we will tend to believe either that we are scarce or that we are prosperous. When we look at the mind and we're looking at changing who we are and how we are in the world, uh, I know that, number one, that it usually takes two years for the brain to truly change, for us to rebuild the brain in a new direction. So that's part of the reason why I think the deep inner work is so necessary. But can you explain how our money mindset gets entrenched within the brain and how we have to rise to a higher mind to be able to shift ourselves to a more prosperity consciousness? And that it means going beyond just affirmation. Yeah, there's so many different angles that I can take this. I mean, one thing I'll just say is that there is a lot of research that says that 80% of human thoughts on a daily basis are negative in some way. And that we actually, in the English dictionary, 62% are more negative uh, emotional words versus 32% positive words. And so I think that just even, you know, no matter where you come from, we live in a culture that is more oriented to the negative versus the positive. So that one part of the physiology of the brain is being, um, you know, if we want to change things for ourselves and for our you know, loved ones and for the sphere of influence that we create in the world, we've got to start with ourselves. We can't rely on, you know, the news or the, the, the movies or, you know, whatever it is that you pay attention to. Like, there's a good chance those are going to be more negative than positive. And, and so our job is to figure out what is it going to take to change them. One way that I have done that in my own, you know, mindfulness practice is paying attention to the shadows of and, and shadows, you know, Carl Jung taught about these, but they're these hidden parts of ourselves that we don't want to look at. That's why they're called shadows. <laughs> we don't want to look at them. Yet many times the reason we see the negative and we grab onto the negative out in the world is because of these hidden parts of ourselves that haven't been integrated and accepted and allowed and, you know, appreciated. (laughs) That's what causes us to lean in that direction. And so the more we pay attention to the shadows, the easier we get, you know, a a kind of a gateway or a pathway to the more positive ways of thinking. And when we don't pay attention to the shadows, that is where we also come become unconscious to our language or unconscious to our actions. And our words will betray us. We will repeat stories or we will claim lack and scarcity, often unknowingly, or um, speak to things that are occurring in the moment rather than um, affirming 
the good because because we are naturally negative. So talk about how to become aware of the words that we speak and how necessary it is to shift them or uh, is it more necessary to own them? I feel like this story really wants to come out and it's a quick one, but it, it'll hopefully have a bigger impact than me even just trying to describe it. The first time I did shadow work, I remember asking myself these questions about the the first question was, what really irritates you about other people when it comes to money? Or is there a person that really irritates you? And immediately I thought of this person that was very visible um, out there in the world. And I thought, I don't like that person. I don't really know why, but I just don't like them. I have a bad feeling. And the next question was, what is it about that person that you don't like? And I thought, you know, I think he's kind of greedy. I don't like that feeling. He's greedy. And the next question after that was, well, what about you, you know, is afraid of being greedy? And in that moment, I had a huge breakthrough because I realized that I had grown up um, in my home. I was the one who kept the money. Everyone else spent the money and they would come to me and I was like treated like a bank. And after a while, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you this money. That would be my mom, my brother and my dad. And they would call me greedy and selfish. And it wasn't until, you know, 40 years, 45 years later that I realized that this shadow of greed was actually dictating the way that I thought about myself. And so the reason that that was like life changing for me is all of a sudden I was like, well, can you just embrace that part of yourself? Can you just say, you know what? Yeah, you know, when you were a child, you were kind of greedy because you didn't want to give your money to your family who would go spend it. That was reasonable. But they told you you were something that you really, it's not really fair. You know, that's not true. But I can also say there are parts of me being greedy that allowed me to become a millionaire. And it's like, I saw the whole picture flash before me. And all of a sudden, I didn't have to make myself wrong or bad anymore. And that's the kind of shifts that I think we're wanting to have is to find these things that we're like judging ourselves about and figure out how we can give ourselves compassion and understanding and truly let them go so they don't haunt us anymore. That is such uh, such a powerful expression of how the deep inner work really can start to shift things. And as individuals move through the I Prosper process, you take them through meditations, through breath work. Uh, they create different things, their self-care processes, their abilities to create boundaries. You do provide uh, also the prosperity statements and moving through the chakras and the energy system as well. So as someone is doing all of this work, these eight steps that help to balance their yin and their yang, their masculine and their feminine qualities within and around money, what are some of the things that help, that, that begin to happen externally? Um, some of the things that are odd and strange, as well as some of the things that are planned and desired. I think what I'm hearing back from people who have been doing this work, because the book came out over the summer, is that there are a lot of surprises because when you start to move out of one paradigm, scarcity, and move into another paradigm, prosperity, we don't even know what that's going to look like. And I just got a note yesterday, and what she was saying is she said, I feel like I've been gaining this ability to be more clear and decisive in my life, 
while opening up to more receiving. And I've been working through this and watching the changes, but I didn't know that these were the changes that I was going to have. And oftentimes the changes that take place will come about in a lot of different ways. It won't always, it will be money, but it will also create abundance in many other ways so that there is a more holistic experience of prosperity, correct? Most definitely. And I think it's just hard to describe because each person, I don't tell people how they should think or feel. I give them the opportunity to find the answers for themselves. So that's why it shows up in lots of different ways. But the the end result is more clarity, more compassion, more um, excitement to get out of bed in the morning, thinking there's hope rather than despair. How has writing this book and going through the I Prosper process yourself, as well as taking it through other people, impacted you? Every single aspect of my life has improved, and I'm so glad that I got the opportunity to write the book and pushed myself because I didn't realize, I think, I continue to do the work myself, and I think I've uncover new pockets of opportunity every day. But because it's been so satisfying, I'd say probably more than anything, you know, first of all, I don't worry about money like I used to. That was a big one. The other thing is that my relationships, both with my family members and also with my community are so much better. Just so free, so authentic. People feel comfortable in my presence because I'm accepting myself as I am. They feel welcome to do the same in my presence. And I think that's actually really unusual. Mm, Thank you, Lisa, for your beautiful gifts for this wonderful book called The Mindful Millionaire and for the community that you are creating to support individuals in living more prosperous and fulfilling lives. Always remember that everything is a reflection of your own thinking, your own beliefs, and your own storytelling. Investigate what's going on under the surface so that you can feel what you need to feel and heal what you're ready to heal. Forgiveness is the greatest gift you can offer all to life. Until you can see the world and everyone in it, including yourself, as a dear, loving friend, you will know that there is still work to be done. Your life is a gift, and it's a seed of potentiality that you are here to take to the fullest expression. Your potentiality emerges as a consequence of your evolution. Trust that you are always on this path, even when you do not see it. These are words from The Mindful Millionaire. Again, check her out at wealthclinic.com forward slash gift. Access all the resources that she provides and give yourself the gift of a more prosperous way of being in 2021. My guest next week is Robin Hills, and we're going to be talking about emotional resiliency in business. So I hope you will join me. Until then, I am Simran. In love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, You are not on the journey. You are the journey.